Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, my awesome friends? Welcome back to the Having It All podcast. I'm Matthew Bivens. I appreciate you hanging out with me here today. And this is the first Tuesday of the month of May 2022. And normally on the first Tuesday of every month, I'm bringing to you a brand new episode. However, this week I have been a little bit under the weather. And so I'm going to be bringing to you a conversation from the Having It All archives. And this one is titled Getting More Out of Life by Working Smarter, Not Harder. And it's from 2017. I love this episode for a couple of reasons. I've always been somebody who's had a lot of different interests and a lot of different projects and things going on at the same time. Whether it's working multiple businesses or having some creative projects like podcasts that I'm doing or personal hobbies or just life responsibilities. I like to take on a lot of different things. And so... Studying ways to learn how to optimize my time has always been an interest of mine, going back to my college years. And I was trying all these different techniques, trying all these different tools, reading different books about optimizing my time, about life hacking, about all these little ways for me to become more productive. And I remember just always being very inspired by people. Um, who were able to get a lot done within the 24 hours that we all have at our fingertips. And so in this episode, I talked to you about how I actually accomplish a lot of things throughout the day and how I do it in a balanced way. Because at the same time of wanting to accomplish a lot, I also want to be balanced. Because as you know, I believe in having it all. And so in this conversation, I share with you some of the techniques and some of the ways in which I'm able to get a lot done in life while at the same time having time for family, having time for my my personal hobbies and all those different things. And, you know, it's May of 2022. And right now you're probably in a groove with your work, in a groove with your school. You're in a groove with the things that you've got going on in your life. And perhaps you feel like you aren't achieving as much as you thought you would at this point in the year. You know, maybe earlier in the year when you were setting New Year's resolutions or New Year's intentions, you figured by May you'd be having a lot more success or having a lot more things accomplished. But here you are and it is what it is. And so the solution to you being able to achieve more is probably not going to be in working harder. It's probably not going to be in trying to grind out more things. I would wager that it might be about how you work. Not necessarily what you're doing, but how you're doing it. 
And so again, this conversation, I'm going to share with you some techniques that are going to get you thinking about the ways in which you go about your work. And you might pick up some tools and some techniques and different things that can help you approach your work in a different way. So with no further ado, let's check out the episode, Getting More Out of Life by Working Smarter, Not Harder. Enjoy. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Matthew Bivens here, and welcome to another episode of the Having It All podcast. I am pretty darn excited to bring you today's topic because it's something that I have written about. I have been working on mastering this for years, and it's it's honestly almost constantly on my mind, and that's productivity. Today, I'm going to be talking about some of the time management techniques that I currently am using to be the most freaking productive that I possibly can. Uh, I'm also going to talk to you about things that I've tried in the past that didn't work, and just overall discuss how we can be more efficient and effective with our time and take care of the things that need to get done in the day so that we can more quickly get to the things that we really want to be doing and really just enjoy the abundance of, of time and opportunity and love and relationships that life has to offer. Now, if you're listening to the show and you're like, it sounds a little bit different, it's because I'm recording in a different room right now. So if there's a little bit of echo or you hear something in the background, it's, it's actually raining right now, so you might hear a little bit of rain. But um, I have my podcast office has been taken over and converted into a bedroom for the time being. And that's because uh, Sarah and I, we actually host another podcast. It's called Doing It at Home, and it's all about home birth and natural pregnancy and, you know, parenting and all sorts of great stuff like that. Um, We had a home birth for our daughter, Maya, and one of the sponsors for our show has sent us this really amazing power bed for us to have and to use and to enjoy. And since we already have a bed, we decided to put the new bed in the office. So that means I've now taken all the podcast equipment and moved it into the dining room, hence the slightly different sounding show today. But that's cool. I know you all will just flow with me because that's where, what we're all about on this show. We're just, we're flowing. And like I said, I, I'm excited about this topic because, man, I have been just, I don't know, I think I've been a student of productivity um, and time management ever since uh, graduating college. That's when I, I first really started to hone and figure out for myself what was the most effective way for me to do things, what were the most effective processes, and what tools out there can I utilize that are uh, that, that would really maximize my productivity and my efficiency. And I've tried a lot of things. I've tried a freaking lot of things. Pretty much every task management, not every, obviously, okay, uh, many task management tools, uh, many task management apps. Um, I've, I've read different books. I've uh, taken different courses. I've 
you know, I've, I've tried using Evernote and Google Drive and I've tried the Pomodoro technique and I've just tried so many different things because I, I've always wanted to, you know, I never really believed in the eight, nine, 10 hour workday. That to me never sounded like any fun, honestly. And I felt that, you know, I would experienced it myself that when I'm hyper-focused on something, when I'm doing something I enjoy and I can get into that state of flow, like I am insanely productive. And what was happening in my life is that I might have a task that on any, you know, normally should take me an hour or two, but because I didn't have the right processes, because I didn't set up my environment properly, because I just wasn't disciplined, a two-hour task I could easily extend to eight, nine, ten hours. You know, so something that I could knock out in a morning, it, it might stretch out across a couple of days. And, you know, that really was, was having an impact on, honestly, my quality of life because I didn't feel like I had, uh, I really was getting a lot done. Um, I didn't necessarily feel like I was creating a ton of value. And it just, it, it really dampened things for me. So, um, like I said, many years ago, I started to just experiment and try try out these different things. And so today's episode was inspired by, I guess, a conversation that Sarah and I were having. Um, so we have a, a baby girl. Her name is Maya, and Maya is eight months old. And when Maya, when, when Sarah and I became pregnant with Maya, um, I left my job. I was working with a marketing agency um, here in Atlanta, and um, it was great. You know, the, the agency was giving me a lot of flexibility. Uh, most of the people in, I would say, well, not most, all of the people in the agency basically worked remotely, um, but we had a co-working space that we would meet at, I think, anywhere from two to four times a week. Um, and we had a couple of other things going on that we would meet up live for. And even though it was a very flexible situation, um, I still wanted to have 100% um, control over when I worked and where I worked. And that, for, you know, along with a couple of other reasons, um, in, in inspired me to leave that job when we became pregnant. And I left it because, like I said, I wanted to be able to work from home 100% of the time. It was something that I didn't experience with my parents. Both my parents were um, in medicine. My dad's a doctor. My mom's a nurse. So they were always gone. You know, my mom would be at the hospital working. My dad would be doing his own thing. And I wanted something different. So working from home with a newborn and with an eight-month-old now, as you can imagine, um, can be challenging. You know, there are, there are, honestly, there have been days where Sarah and I look at each other and we're like, I don't think I've gotten anything accomplished today. Like, I've been busy all freaking day long, but I haven't done anything, right? This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. So her and I have really just tried to figure out a system for us. And what we kind of have, have 
came to and, and after a lot of experimenting, um, I, I think it's, it will help you listening, even if you don't have kids, um, because this is really about being very productive, hyper-productive, insanely productive in a short amount of time so you can complete what would take, normally you might have a, you know, an eight, nine, 10 hour a day to complete. You can knock this out in two to three hours. And I'm not exaggerating. And what was cool about this is that, you know, Sarah and I started talking about this a couple of weeks ago, and we, uh, we started trying out different things um, to really test this out. And then I think it was like three days ago, I'm looking through my phone at my, uh, my, my Google newsstand app, whatever it's called, and an article stunt comes across from Inc., and I'm going to pull it up right now. It's called How to Have Fun and Still Be Very Successful. And so I'm like, okay, I'm interested. And, you know, Inc. to me has kind of these kind of surface level articles where they might be playful like this, how to have fun and still be very successful. And you may not get super detailed on anything. Um, So I was just kind of curious and I click on it and open it up and they're talking about John Lee Dumas. Now, if you don't know who John Lee Dumas is, he's a a pretty big um, uh, person influencer in the digital marketing podcast online business space. Um, He's the host of a super, super popular podcast called Entrepreneur on Fire, EO Fire, and he's created a a seven-figure business around his show and around the different things that he does within his little entrepreneur, well, it's not little, his Entrepreneur on Fire empire. And one of the things that that I associate with John Lee Dumas is productivity. Um, He's created a number of productivity products, um, these different journals, these different things. And, you know, when you start start hearing his story and start hearing how he does what he does, um, it's very impressive, honestly, how much he accomplishes in a short period of time. Um, his podcast, for example, is a weekly show. So he's he's publishing a show every single week. And I actually had him on my show. I interviewed him. And one of the things that we talked about was he has this technique uh, where he batch records his episodes. So if he's put, pumping out seven episodes in a week, he's going to batch record them and do all of them in one day. Like, that sounds nuts, right? To do seven podcast episodes in a day or however many he ends up doing. But what it allows you to do is you get very focused and you crank out a lot in a single day and now the rest of your week is freed up. And that's what, what he does and, and you know he's been able to create um, a lot of great things because he's found for himself what is a really effective process. And so I thought it was really great that when Sarah and I are talking about productivity and um, you know how we can increase our productivity here in our home and we're trying out different things, I then see this article talking about John Lee Dumas and I'm realizing that, oh, he's using some of the same techniques that we're using. And you know they're working for us and they've really worked for him. So I really wanted to bring this to you all because having it all, an abundant, loving life, you know, when you get to experience all those different aspects of life and you get to experience yourself in those different roles, I mean, when you can be very productive in the things that you need to do in your career and your job and whatever you do to make money, it really opens you, you up. It frees up your time so that you can be the basketball coach or you can be the, you know, the mom who takes the kids to the different 
sporting events or or you can teach an art class or you can, you know, do whatever it is, those different things, your hobbies and the things that really light you up and fill you up. When you're able to be more productive in your work, it gives you the opportunity to do more of those things. So I want to talk to you about what's working for me right now and what um, I, you know, after years and years of trying different things, where I've arrived, I'm going to share with you um, the technique that I use, the different tools that I use, and some of the things that Sarah and I do on a weekly and a daily basis that really help to set us up for some productivity success in our lives. So there isn't a formal name for the, the technique or the system that Sarah and I use, but simply put, we work in highly focused, highly intentional bursts throughout the week. So, for example, it's, it's Monday right now as I'm recording this, and Sarah and I sit down every Monday. Typically, it's actually on Sundays, and we're going to set our schedule for the week. We're going to look at what we've got coming up in the next week, and we're going to actually write it down on a calendar, and we paste it or tape it onto our refrigerator. We build into that weekly calendar two-hour time blocks for each of us, as many as we can fit in throughout the week. So I have a two-hour time block early Wednesday morning. Sarah has a two-hour time block in the, like, the mid-morning on Wednesday. Um, I have a couple of two-hour time blocks in a few of the evenings. And during those time blocks, that's when we get an insane amount of work done. And we, we specifically will block this time off for our very high-level tasks and our very high-level projects. Actually, um, I want to take a step back because I want to give you guys a little bit of context about what I've got going on here that will sort of uh, help to, to make the case for why I want to be this uber productive person. Um, I run a couple of businesses from home. Uh, I manage this podcast, Having It All. Um, I, I manage and produce the other podcast that I host with Sarah, Doing It At Home. Um, I'm the, the manager of Sarah's coaching business. Um, Sarah's a, a balanced lifestyle coach um, for, for new moms and for women who are pregnant. And so we, she has a number of services and different products, and I take care of all of the behind-the-scenes stuff for that. Um, I also am the, uh, the marketing director for um, and a really amazing health and fitness company here in Atlanta. Um, you've heard me mention them before. They're called the Orday Balance Game. So for them, I do things like building out the websites, coordinating social media posts, uh, putting together different digital campaigns, things like that. And then sprinkled in there as well, um, I'm also, uh, I also develop websites for people. So um, I create uh, these you know, amazing websites for different uh, small businesses and entrepreneurs. And all of that, those are sort of the, the work, you know, money-making things that, uh, that Sarah and I have going on that we operate exclusively from our home. So we have baby Maya, eight months old. We have these, these businesses that we're running from home. And we have a babysitter who comes to our house once a week. That's what we can afford right now. We have somebody come for a block of time uh, every Monday. And typically she's here when we're doing our podcast interviews. So Sarah and I will interview moms, you know, moms who've done a home birth. And we do that every Monday and, you know, we're 
we probably have interviews lined up for the next three or four months right now. Um, that's how that's how many moms are out there who want to share uh, their home birth stories. It's really cool. Um, but we we've got our our a uh, very close friend who comes and watches Maya for us uh, every Monday so that we can do these interviews. So other than that, you know, we are relying on the support from one another to be able to accomplish all of the different things that we've got going on. So, you know, the different tasks might be building out um, a new course, recording and publishing podcasts, um, onboarding new clients, uh, creating a website or creating a landing page. So like there's a lot of these these tasks that we've got going on that require, you know, deep and intense focus and really are, are best accomplished when you have a dedicated block of time. And so what hasn't been working for Sarah and I has been simply trying to sprinkle in work in 15, 30, maybe 45-minute chunks throughout the day around when Maya needs us. So what we've tried and what we really did for the first few months of having, you know, when we had Maya was we would try to get stuff done when she went down for a nap. And it'd be like Maya goes down, and as soon as I her head hits the, the bed, Sarah and I shoot out of the room, and we go and jump on the computers, and we try to get everything done. We're answering emails. We're building out campaigns. We're sending this. We're doing that. And, you know, we're kind of scattered, and you're trying to, to get things done against the clock, and then we hear the baby cry, and we go up, and we now need to attend to the baby. And, like, we did that for months. It was just sort of just getting along, right? Like just trying to figure out this new parent, this new parenthood thing. And, um, you know, we weren't necessarily trying to, to, to uh, maximize our productivity for, you know, for a while, we're just getting along. Um, but now things have settled down a bit. And we were realizing like, listen, the way that we're doing stuff is not working, you know, because like I said earlier in the episode, something that should take an hour is taking a whole week. You know, I'm spending all this time because I'm only working in 20-minute bursts, you know, bursts of time, and all of the other distractions of life keep getting in and nudging out this project that I'm working on, right? So, you know, let's say I'm I'm building a, I'm about to finish building a website for someone, and I've got two hours of work left, but I keep looking at my email, or I have Slack open, and I'm seeing the team messaging me through Slack, or Facebook Messenger is blowing up or this or that, like all of these little distractions that come in that are kind of a part of how we do work today. They come in there and they take a, uh, they make a one hour project into a five hour project. So all of that stuff, like that's the environment, that's the context, that's what was going on when Sarah and I were like, okay, we got to figure something else out. Let's get very intentional on being more structured on, on creating, being tighter with our schedule. And so what we do is Sundays, I have a, a template that I made on Google Slides, and it's a weekly template, Monday through Sunday. Uh, we sit down on Sunday evenings, and we just fill it out. And we fill it out with things that you know Sarah has during the week, that I have during the week, and that both of us have during the week. So we go through and we put all the things down there. You know, I might have a, a one-on-one coffee with uh, a colleague to talk about, you know, new business. Or um, Sarah might be uh, training a client 
you know, on, on a day, or I might be, be going to, to go for my personal training session. So this might be me working out as well. We'll put all of that stuff on the calendar and then we'll say, okay, where can we schedule our two hour bursts of, of, uh, of work time? And that has worked insanely well for us. You know, when we do it, it works super, super well because we know that we can get a lot done in those relatively short amounts of time. And so scheduling them, putting them actually on the schedule, uh, it, that that makes it real for us. And that's really the, the only way that stuff gets done in our household is if it's on the schedule. So like I said, there is no, I don't necessarily have a name for this, but that's what we do. We schedule bursts of time throughout the week for us to get things done. Now, that's great, right? And, and you listening, you might say, well, that's it? Like, that's the freaking secret? You just have two-hour chunks of time to work? Like, that's an, that, there's nothing special about that. And I agree. There's a couple of things that we needed to have in place that allowed these two-hour bursts of time to be very productive. Because by themselves, they aren't necessarily anything special. It's just time, right? But when, we've, we, we, when we have these other things in place, when we have these tools and we understand these principles, it allows these bursts of time to be insanely productive. I'm going to walk you through that right now. The first thing is you may have heard of this technique called the Pomodoro technique. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to, to describe what it is, but it's Pomodoro, P-O-M-O-D-O-R-O, and it's essentially like a time management technique where you complete work in short sprints, short bursts of time. Sounds pretty familiar, doesn't it? Well, the actual Pomodoro technique has about 25-minute bursts of time, right? So this still applies to what I described to you earlier because essentially what you do is you say, okay, uh, I have this task, and it's going to take me about an hour and a half. So that's going to be roughly three Pomodoros, right? I know I'm going to be roughly three 25-minute bursts of time. So that's kind of what you go into with the context of I'm going to need three different Pomodoros to complete this task. And again, all of this, check out the link because it goes into more details on exactly how it is or what you know how to do it. Um, but it's essentially, it uses a, a stopwatch, you use a stopwatch, and you track your time. That's huge. Tracking your time, right? That's one of the, of the tools or the principles that allows for, for my two-hour chunk of time to actually work. I track my time according to or very similar to the Pomodoro technique. The next thing that really is a principle that I, I that you really have to understand in order for you to maximize is that it's Parkinson's law, right? That work is going to expand to fill the time that you give it. I'll say it again. Work, whatever task that you're doing, is going to expand to fill up all of the time that you give it. So let's say you have a, a, to write a, an email response to somebody. If you give yourself 30 minutes to write that email response, according to Parkinson's law, you will take the full 30 minutes to write that email response. And you might say, great, awesome, I got that email out. It only took me 30 minutes. Whew. 
At the same time, if you gave yourself five minutes to write that email, according to Parkinson's law, work is going to expand to fill that full five minutes. So this is where we kind of, this is where procrastination kicks in. And this is where we sort of screw ourselves. And I'm huge. Like I did this all throughout high school and college, right? The professor would say, you've got two weeks to fill, to complete this paper. And I say, great, I've got two weeks to do this. It's not that long. It should only take me about two hours. I'll knock it out. Guess what? It takes me two freaking weeks because work is going to expand to, to fill the time that you give it. So when you apply Parkinson's law to the, the, the Pomodoro-esque technique that Sarah and I use, we have to make sure that the tasks that we're, that we're setting for ourselves, are, they're going to fill up that two hours, and that's it, right? That's it. Now, another principle that I want to give you guys is the Pareto principle. Pareto, Pareto, P-A-R-E-T-O. And this says that 20% of what you invest is responsible for 80% of the results. So it's the 80-20 rule, right? It says that you know, 80%, the majority of the results come from 20% of the time that you invest. What that means is the other 80% of the time you invest, a lot of times is just kind of wasted time. You aren't being very productive. It's not being efficiently used. The Pareto principle very much supports the Pomodoro technique. It supports what John Lee Dumas does with the batching. It supports what Sarah and I are doing with these two-hour bursts of time. You invest time. That 20% is responsible for a big, big chunk of what you get done. So... Sarah and I, I'm going to recap some of the things that allow for these two-hour chunks to work. We set our schedules Sunday evening so I know kind of what's coming up in my week before it happens, right? It's all on the calendar. We use a variation of the Pomodoro technique where we have a stopwatch. I have an app. I'm going to put a link to the app. The app is called Hours, and I track my time with Hours for everything, right? And the reason why I do that is like, for me, there's this, there's this psychological thing that happens when I know that I'm, my time is being tracked. It really helps keep me on task, right? Like Facebook won't distract me. My phone won't distract me if I know that my time is being tracked. So we set up our schedules on Sunday. We use a Pomodoro technique and we track our time. We understand Parkinson's law we understand that the, the work is going to expand to fill the time that we give it. And we understand the Pareto principle, that 80% of the results are going to come from 20% of the effort. Another thing that it's really key for you to do and for you to be very clear on, this one comes from The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. It's understanding what your big rocks are, your big rocks. What are those big things, those significant things that if you accomplish them during your week, you feel great and everything else doesn't really matter. Typically, you're going to have one, two, three big rocks in your week or in your day. 
And if you get those things done, like if you get that one thing done during your day and nothing else gets done, it's okay. And believe me, I have repped Big Rocks so freaking hard ever since having Maya. Because in the past, I would have a to-do list of 10 things. And all 10 of them would be top priority in my mind. Doesn't make any sense. Because when you prioritize things, something has to come out on top. But in my mind, all 10 things were of equal importance. Therefore, if I only got half of my list done, I'd feel like crap. I'd be like, dang it, I just was not on my game. I don't feel productive. And shoot, if I only got two or three of those things done, my day felt like a waste. But that's because of my, my context. By using the approach, the big rocks approach, I now will say, okay, of all the things I've got going on, because remember, I've got multiple podcasts I'm producing, I'm creating websites for people, I'm running Sarah's business, I'm, I'm doing marketing, I, do a, I host a, um, a fitness class on Tuesday evening, so I need to come up with different exercises. Like Of all those different things going on, what are the one to two things that if I just accomplish those one to two things, I'll feel great. And the big important projects that I have can take a step forward, right? Because there's always just those one or two things. If you get those done, everything else will be cool. And the other stuff, it either doesn't actually need to get done or it can get moved to a different day. Or if you don't do it, it'll kind of fold into another task or it might just go away altogether. So understanding your big rocks, because that's what you're going to put on your weekly schedule on Sunday evenings or on your daily schedule. The first thing when you wake up in the morning, you make a list of your big rocks. Okay, Matthew, I know today my big rock, big thing. If I just do this one thing, I'm going to feel great. I want to record my episode for the Having It All podcast. If I do that today, boom. It doesn't matter if I'm cleaning poopy diapers and spit up the rest of the day, I will feel accomplished, right? So scheduling, Pomodoro, Big Rocks, understanding Parkinson's Law, the Pareto Principle, using time tracking tools, those things, knowing and doing those things make it possible for my two-hour chunks of work time to be insanely productive, like stupid productive. Because, you know, let's say that it's right now it's 4.08 p.m. Let's say that I had a two-hour chunk starting at 5 o'clock. I know exactly what I need to be doing at 5 o'clock, right when it hits, boom. I get my, my time, my stopwatch out. I look at my big rocks, I say, boom, that's the big rock I'm going to be working on, and I get in the zone. I call it going monk. When I'm, when I'm in my two-hour chunk, I'm going monk. Sarah understands that, hey, Matthew's going monk, so let him be for those two hours. That's another thing that's very important, your environment. You have to make sure that your environment supports productivity, Right? Like you need to set up your environment to be as distraction free as possible. And I get that. I work from home. I've got a, a baby that 
needs to be fed, that needs to be changed. And Sarah's got stuff going on, right? Like, I understand the importance of having an environment that's going to support you getting stuff done. So sometimes that means communicating to your spouse, in my case, hey, Sarah, look at the schedule, five to seven, that's my monk time. So I'm going to be doing my thing. If it's an emergency, come and get me, obviously, but otherwise, you know, respect the time, please. Right? It might, it might require you talking to your spouse or communicating to your teammates, like, hey, this is the time that I set aside. You know, respect it as, as best as you can. I had a boss back in uh, 2010. I was working at a startup company, and we were in a big open floor plan, and our boss made a sign, you know, and it was kind of like uh, Lucy from the Peanuts, like, you know, what is it? The, do- the doctor is in. It was like, Alex is in, Alex is out. And he would put that sign up at his desk when he was going monk. It's like, okay, Alex's sign is up, his ear, his headphones are on, he's gone monk, no one distract him. You know, sometimes you got to do some stuff like that in order to create an environment that's conducive for productivity. Because otherwise, I mean, it's distractions. They're always going to be trying to come in. Facebook's going to ding. Someone's going to come ask you a question. This fire needs to get put out, right? Like all this stuff is going to happen when you're trying to be incredibly focused. So make sure your environment supports that as well. Now, I've, I documented a lot of this stuff years ago in a blog article I wrote called How I Conquered the 8-Hour Workday, and there's going to be a link to that one as well. Uh, I published that on, I think it was on, uh, it was on LinkedIn for sure, and it got a lot of response. You know, people were really interested to see this, and um, back then, my process was even a little bit more uh, um, detailed. You know, I had different lists, like I had a, a master task list, like all of the tasks that I could possibly have to do were on one master list, and then I would make a list of weekly tasks, and then I'd make a list of daily tasks. And again, you know, you try to uh, put those big rocks on there, and it just helps you to kind of dump things out of your brain and be more, you know, be more organized with things. But anyway, that's all detailed in the article, How I Conquered the 8-Hour Workday, um, and I'll put a link to that as well. Um, I'm also going to have links to the Inc. article that I read that talks about John Lee Dumas and batching. And um, there's another Inc. article that mentions Pomodoro technique, Parkinson's law, and Pareto principle. And you can read more about that stuff. Um, And, you know, it's one thing that's worth saying is that what works for me, what works for John Lee Dumas may or may not work for you. Uh, A lot of it has to do with the type of work that you do, right? Like, if, if you've got work like me where it's kind of project-based, where, you know, it's a clear deliverable, I need to crank out this deliverable, uh, where it's something creative, like I, gotta, I need to create this, I need to do this, then this type of work system work, can work pretty well. But, you know, if you're a nurse, right, <laughs> like my mom, this may not work for you. It just, it may not be the system that works for you. However, I guarantee you there is a system that will work for you. And so it took me a little while of researching and reading and experimenting and self-assessing to really see what was going to work for me. And I'm very happy that I took the time to do those things because everything that I tried got me a little bit closer to the thing that ultimately has worked and has worked really well for me. And that's what I think it takes, right? I think it takes 
understanding, okay, listen, I am not the most efficient with my time. I could be more productive um, and I could be more productive in less hours a day. That's the big thing, right? Like I'm not interested in going from a three, four hour workday to an eight, nine, 10 hour workday. Not at all. There really is not much that would motivate me to double the amount of work because if I double my, my hours, those are less hours I get to spend with my family. And that to me is incredibly important. So the question becomes, how can I be very, very productive in the time that I have or potentially even less time? And because, there's a, because you can pose the question, I guarantee there's an answer to it. And there's a person out there who has created a technique or a method or a process that has, has worked for them, and there's something out there that will absolutely work for you. So it might be a combination of, you know, Pomodoro and going monk and setting up your environment that's conducive for these bursts of productivity and using stopwatches and all that stuff. It might be the things that I've outlined, but it might be something different. And so I'd love to hear from you and hear what works for you. Tell me what works for you and I'll put it into the the show notes of this episode and we can share it with the rest of the listeners because, you know, this podcast is all about how can we experience life with more abundance, right? Like I want to experience more abundance in the things that I truly, truly love. I enjoy my work. I really enjoy producing this podcast. I really enjoy, you know, managing Sarah's business and watching her transform the lives of, of women and moms out there. I really enjoy it. There are absolutely things about it that are tedious, that I don't love and that, you know, I'm constantly looking to how can I delegate this or how can I become more efficient in this? And there are definitely days and weeks when I feel like I have a really full plate and I just need to really clamp down on my, uh, my, my productivity processes and techniques to kind of help me get through the week. Because I want to just continue to experience the abundance. You know, I want to love all those different areas of life I'm planning to have it all, and I am planning to planning to experience life, uh, and, and as you know, truly abundant, and to be abundant, to be abundant myself. And so that's why this is important to me. That's why you know, managing my time well, uh, being very efficient with my time, uh, being able to produce you know, a lot in a short amount of time is incredibly important. And you know, as as I wrap this up. I do want to mention, again, from Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, the idea of the PPC balance, the balance between producing and having the ability to produce. That's the balance between the golden egg and the golden goose. Like in this episode, I focused a lot on how you can be more productive, how you can create more golden eggs. But it's just as important that you make sure that you take care of your goose as well. The goose in this case is you, right? Because if I don't take care of myself, then my productivity is inevitably going to go down. If health isn't a priority for me, then it doesn't really matter how many techniques that I put in, how many, you know, different apps I use or task management systems or whatever the hell if, if I'm not making sure that I am 
mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically healthy, then eventually my productivity is going to go down no matter what I do. No matter what I do, it will go down. And I think everyone out there can drum up an example of when they neglected their health and saw their productivity, their output, their efficiency go down and suffer as a result. So yes, I'm talking in this episode about productivity. I'm talking about creating more golden eggs. But I want to close by saying it's incredibly important you balance it out with those healthy habits that are going to continue to energize you, that are going to continue to replenish you in all those different ways, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, so that you can produce on the other end. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'll do some, uh, I'll do an episode where I talk about ways to boost your PC, your performance capacity, where I talk about ways to fill your tank so that you can continue to produce. And if you have, like I said, if you have any uh, techniques that worked for you, anything like that, please email them to me. Like I said, I'll add them to the show notes. Uh, my email, my direct email is mattcbivens at gmail.com, M-A-T-T-C-B-I-V-E-N-S at gmail.com. Those emails go to the top of my inbox. Any email coming from a listener goes right to the top of the inbox. And so uh, I'll absolutely get back to you. And I'd love to, to start a dialogue with you. That'll be a lot of fun for me. And if you've enjoyed this, this episode or if you've enjoyed this podcast at all, um, I would really appreciate it if you left a review on iTunes. Uh, it, it helps new people get, you know, find this show and, and um it just, it's a great way to, to get more people into podcasting. Um, I'm a huge fan of podcasting. I, I listen to some podcast every single day, and uh, I just am a big fan of the medium. Um, I've made a lot of great friends through podcasting, and so, you know, if you want to leave a review on iTunes, it'll help to get this show in front of other people and uh, help them to discover podcasting as well. And that's it. I'm complete for today. I really appreciate you hanging out. With me, this episode was a little bit longer than normal, but that's cool. It was jam-packed, full of cool stuff. And uh, check out the show notes over at Fireside Network for all the links. And with that, my name is Matthew Bivens, and here is to you having it all. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done... Why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% data-approved, Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higg. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.